Welcome again. Now we got episode three of this Call Accurate podcast coming up. And this is a little bit of a controversial one because this is something I wanted to do. This is Daniel Mars, who obviously does not have a well-respected reputation amongst a lot of people. But I want people to come in here with an open mind, listen to what Daniel Mars has to say about his career, and some of what he believes is what caused his reputation to go down the tubes. So just listen in. Let's hear what he has to say. It was a very interesting podcast, to say the least, because Daniel Mars did not hold back. He decided to go all out and be front and honest with us, which is exactly what we want on this podcast. Just be upfront, be honest. Say what you got to say. So I'm not going to take anybody's time any further. So without further ado, to Daniel Mars. Three, two, one, go. Well, Mr. Mars, welcome. I can't believe I'm doing this again, but uh, I'm back in the call world one way or another. Mm. You know, uh, you know, I, uh, I'll admit, you know, like, I uh, I got messaged uh, by uh, Calvin, a.k.a. Calvin Barks a lot, uh, formerly in COH. He messaged me and he said, oh, um, uh, Steve started a new, uh, a new call podcast, and he had Travis, and they mentioned your name. And I was just like, okay. And I was like, was it good or bad? He was like, yeah, pretty good. So I gave it a listen. You know, I liked what I heard. I'm not one to like toot my own horn or anything and just be all about me. I like everything that was said about call in general. Um, and yeah, it's just like, I thought, hey, let me give this a shot. You know, like, this sounds like a neutral plane platform after everything that has happened with me. So, like, if anything needed to be said, this is a, a, the best place to say it versus anywhere else. Well, yeah. Um, but I usually, so far, I've started off the last two podcasts. Uh, as of this recording, the Scott Adams one just got uh, uploaded. So it's just got to be approved okay. on the Crosshoot page. But uh, the question, well, it wasn't a question, but the discussion I brought up was the first two guys I brought up, they ran Coffet. And it's usually talking about how much of a fucking chore and a stress uh, yes. inducer it is to run one. But... Little does everybody know you actually had your hands at running a coffin in and of itself. Although I don't know for certain if oh you were God. if you were the actual recorder or if you were just a booker, but it was like no. a duo thing. Okay. Um oh shit, okay. I know what you're talking about. Um that was uh what was it? Um I'm trying to remember the name of it. That I think it was ACW. Um was it? Yeah, all-star call wrestling or something like that. Mm. And so, I mean, like, Justin is a really good guy. Uh, ironically, um, he reappeared back on Facebook this year, and we caught up. Um, he is back at doing something call-related. I guess he records matches and stuff on um, PlayStation. And the re like, there's a, a personal reason why he disappeared. That's not my place to say. But in regards to everything I did with him, he recorded it. Um, he would come to me with uh, booking suggestions. And, I mean, like, I just kind of – I helped him with booking. I feel like um, that 
was kind of my forte a little, but between booking and commentary, that was uh, like we just we shared that. The only problem is we tried to please too many people at once. Like everybody was just coming at us. We would start group chats on Facebook, on Skype, and everybody wanted like a piece of the pie. Like like Travis said um, in your first episode. Uh, you, you, you can't please everybody, but everybody does want to be pleased. Like, that's where a lot of it happened. And I, when he changed the format and then he decided to do that one thing, this is where a lot of controversy comes from. Um, he decided to try stimulated cough head, you know, like matches that were just simulated and uh, you didn't know the result. That just. It's possible, but then you can't book it, you know? Like, you can't try to book an angle until after, like, let's say the first match. And it's just like he had a plan of, of a story of what was going to happen. And then, like, I won some type of battle royale or something for their world title. And I wasn't supposed to be the world champion. And that was the biggest, like, like everybody looks at that like a joke, but I was like, I look at it not as an accomplishment, but just like, yeah, that wasn't even supposed to happen. You know, it, it, it's kind of a a weird feeling to, to know about that because it's like when I joined him with that, I, I, I didn't want to put myself in that position of power, of being like, oh, I can make myself champion. And me being like his, his right-hand man, and then it happens, it makes me come off like, fucking Jeff Jarrett, and that's the last person I want to be. Well, I never really had a personal problem with the uh, bookers making themselves a champion if it makes them so, or if it makes sense within the story, but I don't recall much it about... It didn't. I, I don't recall much about the promotion, except that I was there, and I went under the moniker of mm -hmm. Stephen Koresh, and to anybody who doesn't know the gimmick Stephen Koresh, uh, I basically had just watched at that time a documentary about the Waco siege and learning about David Koresh a little bit more. And I just mm -hmm. thought, what would it? How awesome would it be to have a religious zealot uh, promote himself as like the greatest thing on earth and stuff like that? And I went to Justin Collins for that. I don't even recall going to you for that because I didn't really know until about maybe three quarters of the right, the way through ACW's actual lifespan that you actually had a hand in booking and all that. Most of my communication was with Justin. Basically, it was, let me put it to you like this. Um, I was in the role of, let's say, Johnny Ace or somebody, but in the end, everything had to be approved by has to be approved by Vince. So Justin, he made the final decisions. He would talk to me. He'd ask my opinions on what, what to do and stuff like that. And we we might agree on something, but then a day later, he might record it completely different. So it's like at the end of the day, he's going to make a decision no matter if he's talking to me or not. And that's just how it went. So a lot of things, sometimes it just happened. And... There's stuff I did, didn't agree with, but I didn't come to him and was like, hey, man, what the fuck? Because it's like you came to me um, and, and like, he came to me, like, how I joined. Um, it was during a time when, like, I think I was just leaving CWS mm -hmm. and, uh, like, my second go on CWS, not my first, because my, my first 
ended, and then I went to COH. Uh, so those was like, well, I was still doing COH, but I stopped doing CWS, and um, and then like Justin hit me up out of nowhere. He's like, hey man, like uh, I, I, I like he, he just thought I was a cool guy out of nowhere. I'm like, what the heck, man? But it, it was it was cool because it's like when it, it feels good when like a whole bunch of people turn on you and are just like, yeah, I'm done with you. And then like one person wants to invest in you or like, thinks you're a good person. Like that's where that kind of came from. And it's like at that point in my life, I I I wanted to have fun in call, and that's where I was starting to not just be like oh, it wasn't about trying to please people you know in regards of cutting promos and stuff thinking okay let me please these people and try my hardest with this little promo to get ahead you know it was like no let's we could do commentary we could di- like just dig in and try everything else so yeah what what i don't seem to understand is that justin just gave up the promotion it's not even like he took a break and then came back to it. He, he quote-unquote, um, sold the promotion to Marco and then started another call-fed, maybe two others, one being a territory system. Yeah. Which I... Yeah, that one, the, the territory system, that was 100% Maya. Um, the, I don't, I still don't know the reasoning why he basically gave up uh, ACW and, like, like, I think he just wanted to start fresh, but then, like, Marco talked to him or something, and, like, Marco did it kind of like an ECW thing with uh, uh, YTF. Is, is that the correct term? Uh, is that his fed? No, uh, YWF. Wrestling Federation? Yeah, YWF. I'm sorry. So, like, I, I know he kind of did it like a one-night stand thing at first, and then he turned it into the third brand and... and Whatever, because it's like that's when I was in in, uh, in that one. But it's just uh, I I honestly don't know. There were certain decisions he just decided to make on his own. He didn't even tell me because the territory thing started to flop, and then eventually every episode of it is now on the COH page, like just as one big video. You can just watch it all if you want to if you want to try to uh, check it out. Cause like I thought, cause like I suggested this, the the idea of doing it that way, where it's like we would do like three episodes uh, or whatever of three different types of shows with th- their own unique feel, and then eventually there would be like one champion who would go everywhere, kind of like Ric Flair or something. But it's just like it didn't work that way, and I and it's like um, looking back, it that's something very hard to do. To, to so. give two examples of Justin, I, I'm just giving these two examples mm-hmm. because I think Justin at the time didn't really understand uh, the what he was trying to sell. And uh, the first one was he wanted to team uh, Steve uh, Koresh, Steve Koresh, with Seth McInerney. Yes. Now, on face value, on paper, Stewart and myself as a team would be great. However, the problem was, was that he was playing a rebellious uh, anarchist. I was playing a guy who believed in so control. He was, he was basically your regular gimmick. <laughs> he was the, he was, he was yeah, playing you. <laughs> in a way, I guess, but uh, he was a rebel. And I'm a guy who believes in, in a higher power. 
So it was really weird. And the second one was when he did the territories, he came up with this name, and mm-hmm. I'm not even sure if it's if I have it right. He came up with a name for me called Benton Tovar. And I remember I, I Okay, only remember, that I don't I only recall it being supposedly like Bray Wyatt uh, mixed with Abyss. I have no idea what he was aiming for, but to be fair, or not not to be fair, but to be critical, I don't see myself ever playing a Kane slash Undertaker slash Abyss character. That's just not... Even though Undertaker is my favorite wrestler of all time, yeah. I never could see myself right. playing the Undertaker. Not even the American Badass? <laughs> not I'm even the funny. American Badass? Well, yeah. I mean, the American Badass, that's not... That's a whole different area. I do not... That I don't relate to riding bikes and 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 looking like a gang member or bike gang member from Hell's Angels. That's just not me. That's right. not who I am, or that's not what I'm fully invested no, in. I mean, no. I'm not really a fucking uh, bringing up Andrews fed ECF. I'm not really an Italian mobster who sings on Broadway and has a big black Mark Henry lookalike bodyguard protecting me at all costs. But it's something that I right. like parodying or something like that because I was a big fan of, or still am, a big fan of The Miz. But it just, it, to me, it just seemed like Justin mm-hmm. Collins. Keep in mind, this was six years ago. I don't think he had a full grasp of yes. what he was trying to accomplish. So, yeah, I think it was more so for him. It's just like uh, when he came along, Cobb was in its prime years. And it's just like it was more so about trying something versus like having uh like trying it to try it versus trying it with an end goal, you know? Like um, some people they know what they want before they actually do it. Like um, I want it like um, I mean we could eventually get to that. But I, I was just gonna say like some people know okay let's use Vince McMahon for example when he created WWF. He knew right away, okay, this thing isn't really going to work until I do WrestleMania. You know, WrestleMania didn't come before the WWF, but it's just like, I wanted, I like, he knew eventually, like, in order for this to be a success, there has to be something that can counter Starcade. So that's, that's where I'm coming from. And I'm just saying, like, there, there has to be a plan behind action. For him, I think it was just action, and he kind of went into it blind. I give him credit because he's done more than I I have so far. Um, I'm happy that I was a part of it. I don't discredit him, but I'm not going to sit here and ride anybody's nuts. I'm just like, uh, there are mistakes that he did made, but it's it, it's live and learn. You know, it's just like if he wants to ever come back and do car or whatever, I have talked to him personally and he, he said he was going to do something, you know, it's like, you just gotta like, my best suggestions to anybody who wants to do it, not just watching regular wrestling, watch call, watch other feds and just get an idea of, of, of how it goes down, ask questions. You know, some people are willing to uh, give advice. Uh, if you are on Discord, there is a call workshop. Uh, no matter if you're like or not, people are there to help you. So, I, I that's what I know. You know, I'm. Other than that, I'm not. Yeah. Well, what is um, the one thing that I 
just couldn't wrap my head around it, it kind of jumping back and forth you mm-hmm. for whatever reason when you did YWF you looked like Neville when he was Pac oh that that, that was a hundred percent either Marco or um, Chronix aka James that I had no control over that no control over that whatsoever like I didn't because he was using he was using 2k14 and by that time everybody else was on like um, everybody was already on like ps4 I think no it, what it was was I, he was I, um on WWE 13 actually he was actually oh, no, oh yeah, yeah, yeah we were yeah, yeah yeah you're right you're right everybody else was on 14. Because that's um, that's when everybody was creating belts and like like you can upload images and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he was using yeah he was using thirteen. He just like I don't know why, but like I I guess he just probably took someone th- someone off of the create uh, community creations, and he just said okay I'm gonna put your name on it. And it's just like when Marco allowed me to be when Marco and Chronics allowed me to be a part of Ed. Like they just did. Uh, I was already on the next game, and I wasn't gonna go back. They never even asked me for a request of of my call of what he looked like. They just went off of it, and then like right away, I'm like, like thinking about, it, dude, that, that that's Pac, that that's Adrian Neville. Why am I Adrian Neville? And with long hair and, and all this stuff, and I just message him. I'm like, uh, no, my hair red, and. Uh, you know, just for a difference, you might want to add a beard or something. Mm. I I had to explain that to him. Why well, am I Adrian Neville? <laughs> yeah, so I was... had no control over that until I made a, until I said something. That was always weird to me because it was like, here you are in these other feds and you've got to look. The thing that Marco always uh, disclosed to me was that um. He always wanted his characters to be different from everybody else, which is why when he brought the Patriot in, That's good. he gave the Patriot a look that, in, in my eyes, whenever I've envisioned the Patriot, I never saw the Patriot that way. And to be fair, it's not like Marco was too much of a my way or the highway type person. He was negotiable. Excuse me. Right. He was negotiable. But the thing is, though, is that if he had a vision for something, he was going to stick to it. And there were certain mm-hmm. situations where, yes, Marco stuck to his guns and he was going to go with certain things. Um, I do recall that was a uh, bitter struggle when it came to one of their YWF titles. Uh, Austin Reed was the champion and Marco wanted him to drop the belt to uh, AM Punk and Austin was like, mm-hmm. I will drop this to anybody but Amir. And basically, Marco just gave him shit and said, no, you're going to do this. And Austin uh, just kept fighting tooth and nail. And eventually, I mean, right. in the end, I get what the talent is trying to do. They're trying to uh, sway the boss to say, hey, maybe we shouldn't go that way. We should go this way. But eventually, you just got to say to yourself, you've tried mm-hmm. enough. You can't. I, I've had this deal with Travis. I'll have an idea. Travis won't like it. I'll try and sway him, and sometimes he'll he'll see where I'm going with it and then go with it. Or he will be firm and say, "Nope, we're going this way." And you fought. You can't mm-hmm. you can't change a man's perception. He wants to do it that way. And 
in that scenario that we're talking about, he probably just saw it as he wanted Daniel Morris to look different from the Daniel Morris that he probably saw in COH, which was the British wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Okay. No, you're right. You're right. I um, you brought up the Patriot. I, can Can I ask a question? Go ahead. In regards to him. Okay. Um, are you? I mean, like I understand, uh, Marco and James, they are living the dream. You know, they have started committing to wrestling, a real professional wrestling federation. It's indie. They've done shows. You know, they've worked with other feds in Memphis. And so I wish them all the success in the world. And I recently did, uh, when he said he wasn't going to work with uh, another fed anymore, I asked him, like, are you ever going to do YWF again? And he said, yes. So I just have to throw the question out there. Are you a little, like, just as the Patriot, uh, spoiler alert, everybody else. Because uh, I know for a long time people thought it could be anyone. You know, it could it, it could be Sami Zayn. Um, but I just got to throw it out there. Like thoughts on this uh, this uh, Jonathan Justice guy and, and like uh, that angle. I know it's it, it, it's kind of like left in limbo right now because I mean like right now I'm like the longest reigning ex-elite champion in YWF history because I'm still the champion and that's and if you count like days when it's not airing it's been over two years so um I I just wanted to know like how do you feel about how it went so far and like hope hopefully that it comes back you know so that that story can be nipped in the bud well if I remember the story correctly it was um the Patriot was the babyface in his company, and he fired him because he was doing some sort of Gen Next thing where he Marco's ca uh, character got way too power hungry. So he fires the Patriot, mm -hmm. and he decides, I'm going to replace the Patriot with somebody even better, Jonathan Justice. And Jonathan Justice was supposed to be another American hero, except he was supposed to be much blander, purposefully. He was going to have no mic skills. He was just going to be just a really horrible, horrible replacement. Purposefully. He's supposed to be a purposefully yeah. horrible replacement. And eventually Patriot would come back and issue a challenge and beat him, and then that would be that for the Jonathan Justice character. Um, as far yeah. as what I think about it, um, I didn't really have much thought, because I think the closest we got to it was Patriot actually coming back and, and attacking him and then issuing the challenge. Right, he finally came back, and I think he throws him out the ring and kicks his ass. But it's like there was never a match, you know, to solidify who's the real American, American, American. No, and and yeah, there was so plenty I, of that. I, I, I know he was leading into a Money in the Bank to get uh, me. I I don't recall if he wanted me to win, but I I'm mm -hmm. not going to spoil it in case he does decide to bring it back, which I think is highly unlikely because his life is probably way too busy, not just with with Carl, but he's got family and all that. And I don't think he wants to right. waste his time on YWF at this point because he's like I said, he's got bigger and better things. Same with uh, James. No, they, they've got better yeah. things to worry about. So more power to them. I'm glad that I, I, I Marco may not see it, but I've always been paying attention to the fact that he, he's doing good with his wrestling company. Good for him because not a whole lot of people yeah. can take that stress. And it seems like he's 
he's doing the best that he can with all the uh, the responsibilities of running a car or car, uh, an actual independent wrestling promotion, making sure all talent has been uh, accommodated, paid for, the buildings paid for, it's all booked right. and all that. I mean, mm-hmm. That's why I said it's really fucking hard to run a whether it be a car promotion. Or, I mean, it's way harder to run an indie promotion, but to to record all the stuff to get all these characters to create storylines to make mm-hmm. edits to get music hopefully youtube doesn't take the damn thing down uh depending on the software that you're using you may mm-hmm. run into a bunch of loopholes there um then you got talent and talent wants to be pleased and you got you got a lot of right. uh, responsibilities on your plate so it's it's not a fun deal sometimes right and I mean, like, just just to add on real quick, uh, so, so uh, we could eventually change the subject. I do want to just throw credit to anybody else who actually took the time to do call or continues to do call, but is actually living the dream. So, like, congratulations to Brandon Wolf uh, on his success in the Indies. I know this year he won his very first wrestling championship. Um, I don't know if uh, uh, Chris, aka Caleb Blair, I don't know if he's still doing it or not. But guys like that, I, I, I really respect that, you know, because it's like, I don't, it, I'm not going to look at it like this, that, oh, you're actually wrestling, so you should be the top guy 100%, but I, it's just like, in my opinion, um, end of the day, those are people who, like, they're taking classes to learn how to cut a promo. They are, they're putting in the work that we wish we could put in. So it's like, I'm not going to discredit them on anything. Like, I... Like, if you lose to Brandon Wolf, like, know that, okay, you lost to Brandon Wolf in a fucking call fed, but guess what? Like, like this is, like, you need to at least be thankful that this is someone who actually wrestles. You lost to a real wrestler. But, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, um, but with that said, um, actually, I don't think you and I... No, I, I, I just mean that... Yeah, go ahead. I was going to just jump into the interaction between you and I didn't really begin until, what was it, 2014, maybe? Uh, We may have had, like... After Ultimate Glory 4. Yeah, we didn't start to really start to talk until after then. But I I do recall, the the thing that nobody knows is, uh, I I do recall saying that I wanted you in the... uh, it was discussed of you being in the accurate enterprise at one point. Uh, yeah, I, I, I <laughs> that would have been weird. That would have been weird. Well, look at back. back yeah, like, the character I had then. But well, oh, you, you, you don't, you don't know the idea about... that we had came up with. It would have been um, something bad happens to you, and and someone like myself is able to convert you to being bad, like basically what you would eventually become. In your COH career, okay. uh, the uh, the Daniel Mars, mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know what your nickname was, if you had a nickname at that point, or the DM, I guess, would be the perfect way at to describe point, it. At that point, no. Yeah, yeah. So, um, right. what was, um, what, why? That would have been, that. I, I just wanted to ask, why the British model? Okay, okay, so, um, at the time. You know, um, because okay, like before COH, 
there was me and CUS, and I was using my my um, my gamer tag name, my nickname on Skype and everything, the extreme. So like that's that's who I've always been before I even was in COD. Like I always every game before I heard about COD on YouTube, if I was playing a WWE game, I created the extreme. And, like, I imitated him a little bit of the Hardy Boys versus mixed in with a little bit of John Cena. So he was, like, the strict dude who could do crazy stuff. And then I went to CWS uh, when I first started Call, and over there, I was I was their little white boy. I was their John Cena. And, like, they hated it. Like, they they hated this, this wannabe rapper-looking hood guy. Because and it's just funny because like majority of the people over there that's their gimmick. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, um, I come to COH and I'm just like, I felt like it was finally a chance to do something that I'm not normal with. I wanted to challenge myself, and I just thought of people who I liked. I thought of what I liked, and it's like, okay, I like John Morrison. Um, he's always wearing the furs and stuff like that. He's got supermodel good looks. Um, and then, like, I was thinking, okay, what would be a heck of a good theme song? And, like, like at the time, I was really going back and listening to Republica. And, like, so I love the song Ready to Go. And I was just like, hey, man, this might this might work, you know? Like, But it's like, it's, an, it's a UK band. And I'm just like, I know that, like, anybody could listen to any kind of music. But it's like, I wanted to be more in tune with it. So I was just like... I didn't know going into that that the guy, my first feud was going to be an actual, like, Englishman, someone from the UK, you know, uh, Scott Adams. But it's just like, uh, I just went into it. And I was like, okay, this is going to be me. This is Daniel Moles, uh, like a rock star. And, um, and so, like, that's where that came from. I didn't do it thinking about anybody else. I didn't know anybody else in call. I was still very, very new. And, um... So I just I did it to be different. It wasn't supposed to be something to offend anybody or or anything. It was just a, to step out of my comfort zone, and I thought it would work, and eventually it didn't. So that's where that came from. I just like couldn't figure out the British part, like the model. I guess I could get, but it's just like I think it would have worked better if it were actually British, like. Just, no, 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 you're right, you're right. It, you're absolutely right. It's like doing a doing an imitation accent is is a big form of uh it, it's it's an insult. And looking back, that's exactly what I was. I was insulting people like Rudo, like um Scott Adams, people who actually are from over the pond, you know, and like I it's like if Becky Lynch, uh, I mean, if Ronda Rousey did an Irish jig before their match at WrestleMania, that is that would be complete. It would be that's massive heel heat, but in reality, like that's that's very insulting, and you know it. So do you feel that? You no, know, so it's just like you, I. I'm sorry. Continue. But no, that was it. I was just like, what? So why? Um... We had Scott Adams on our last edition, and he, he made it clear that you seem to always harp on going back to feuding with Scott. 
and viewing it like Rock and Cena. Like no, not Rock and Cena. Or not uh, Rock, Rock and, and Austin. Rock and Austin. I'm sorry. Um, why? Mm. And 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 from my own perspective, some of the storylines that you were pitching to me always kept going back to Scott. Like, was there a reason that you just wanted yeah. to keep going back to him? Okay, um, two times. Like, we had feuded basically two times. And of the and at the end of both times, he ended up on top. And like the and it wasn't so much about it wasn't so much about oh like the popularity level of of, of me and him matching Rock and Austin. It's telling the story that even though like people grow and elevate, it, you're, it, they're, they're, if you can't get something done, it can eat at you. And for me, you know, I wanted to get to a point where. I'm happy with everything I did. I did the eradication with you, you know, um, even the British model stuff, the the identity crisis phase before the eradication. I loved that because it was like I would come out with like the um, shoot, what was the the makeup? I was doing some, uh, I was imitating uh, who was uh, uh, Calvin? What was his name in? Um, oh, Mutatron. In End Time. Yeah, I was imitating Mutatron. I was wearing makeup and stuff. And like I can explain that more, but it's just like I was I went through all these different phases of growing and it's like but the one thing and unfortunately now I know the reason, the one thing that I could never get to is that main event level. And it's like even if even if I would have won against you at Ultimate Glory, I needed something. I needed something to be like I'm not saying beating you would have been that because it's like, yeah, like it could have put me in a contendership type of area, but I probably would have I probably would have lost my title match or something. I needed something to be like, okay, now I can move on and not be mad about this, but it, it puts me in a position where like, yeah, this guy is there. And I like with Scott, this guy beat me in two one on one feuds. And I haven't beat him once. One on one. I've never beat Scott Adams. And it's just like that for me is something where it's like even if I was champ, he could come back and be like, well, you never beat me. Or in my situation, I could be like, dude, I need to beat you. You don't understand this. The moment you beat me, like your career elevated to new life. You became world champion. I, I've never been world champion. You know, you beat, you beating me got you money in the bank. You know, stuff like that. So, like, I was never put in that predicament. Um, and that's why I would always suggest that eventually it would have came back to that. It's not going to. I'm never coming back to COH. Not, I, I, like, I don't know if that's ever going to happen. But if I have to think realistically, I'm never coming back to COH. I'm probably never coming. I don't know what I'm going to do and call outside of my own stuff. You know, like they're like I'm very going to be low key. So but you're not. Like that, that, that's why. You're not going back to COH because you are literally cutting ties with them, or you feel you've been blackballed. I've been blackballed. Like, yeah, like I respect the hell out of Travis. You know, and I know he, he joked around and called me like a Nate Mark or whatever. I like the work. But uh, Travis always gave me an opportunity. He listened to me. He listened to my ideas, even when they weren't even about me. You know, um, 
I don't know if it ever made it onto COH uh, programming, but there was a, a custom championship for for uh, Stan Guerrero, and and I made it. So I put it up on Community Creations. There were prototypes of the next uh, inter uh, the the next COA championship, and they came up with the idea of putting na- uh, uh, nameplates on the sides, similar to New Japan. So it's like there were things that I did for that company or ideas that I came up with. Some of them may have been a little obscure, you know, like um, the big uh, six-man tag that we did, the Eradication versus Nate, um, Goonie, and I. Who was it? Brandon Wolf. Uh, what was this? How? Uh, what show? Uh, I'm trying to remember the show. It was, it was the CPV, but there was a tag team match. It was um, you and you, me, and GM versus Nate. I think Goonie and one more person, and like everything was on the line. So it's like if you, it, it got confusing because it was like okay, oh, you um, when worlds Nate, collide, like. Yeah, this was when worlds collide, and it was just like it was a big thing. And the reason I, I thought of it was because this happened in WWE only one time. It was a Texas Hold'em match, and it was like the WWE Championship was on the line, the Intercontinental Championship was on the line, and Money in the Bank was on the line, all in one match. And I was just like, how crazy would it be if all this crap was on the line and just throwing out possibilities? So I was like, the tag titles were on the line, um, the world title was on the line, uh, I think. And I know there was like a, a um, there was a contendership on the line. So I know eventually you pinned Goonie to become a number one contender. But like, it, 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 like that was the type of stuff I thought of. I thought of stuff to be a different, and not everything, not everything goes well with Travis. I understand he he wants things a certain way, and that's cool. You know, like like I fought to the nail to try to go over at Ultimate Glory. And the reason I did was because it's just like, if you don't believe that you can succeed, then you'll fall for everything. And like that's the, like that's why I'm, I I was so passionate about my character because it's just like I get it, it's call, but um, I don't expect anybody else on, on the group page when I was there to invest in my character. But the fact that the the thing is, if I don't invest in my character then I won't ever get told that I won't ever truly be acknowledged or recognized for whatever work I do. So that's like, so I mean, like I know I was eventually told Travis never saw me as a main eventer. So even if I never did what I did, if I never got fired, I would never ever be world champion. Well, I think more of the issue was, is that I, I told this to Travis. I've seen you invest in your character quite often, and that's that's commemorable. The problem is, is that there are times where you got to understand when the time is right to do the right thing, which is do the honors. And in this case, you mm-hmm. losing did more for you because at the time you weren't fired yet. It did more for you than winning because uh, there have been. It, it would be like if. If I was going into my match with Zane LaFontaine, I always bring this feud up because we only had one match. If I went in and then I started pressuring mm-hmm. Travis to have me go over. Now, unless we're going to come back again and do another match, that could set up an actual rematch. 
but I'm all for quality over quantity. I I would rather have a feud where there's only one match that's super stellar, even though I've got a, a feud with Kevin, although the, my feud with Kevin is going to be booked a lot differently than the rest of them. Uh, I would rather have a feud where we only have one match, but it's so stellar. It's like mm-hmm. 25, 30 minutes and we pull out all the stops and everybody remembers it than to have a bunch of little matches mm-hmm. where it's just like, you got to sift through which one you think is the best. Uh, another example, not even using right. me is Alex enterprise and, and Zane the Fontaine as well. I think they only had like one match and it's considered mm-hmm. one of the greatest matches. Another one in particular, even though they had two matches, technically Patriot and, uh, Alex enterprise, mm-hmm. Another one where it was literally one match, but everybody will probably tell you that that match was probably the best match of the show. So in this case scenario, we only mm-hmm. had one match. I don't think you and I have ever faced yeah. each other in any other coffee that I could recall. Um, uh, and, and no, if it was no. it, it was never to the extent of this match that we had at Ultimate Glory Five. And I think you were just you were looking at it from the basis of if I lose, I look weak. And I don't think you do because sometimes. No, I was looking at it from. I was looking at it from a. There are two main things that I looked at it from. Uh, two two main things. One, um, you you don't watch Lucha Underground, do you? I've only watched like two or three episodes, and I know I'm going to sound like a hypocrite when I say this. I do not respect Lucha Underground's uh, uh, legal practices. Let's just say. Even though I watched WWE, but I mean, okay, that that much, that much, I will agree with you on like locking people when you can't even like get instantly started on the next season. That I get that, okay, but you need to do me this one favor because it's on freaking Netflix. Eventually, when a free time, watch the very first season up until uh, the last episode of the first season, uh, Ultima Lucha. Now I'll tell I'll, I'll sum it up for you. Uh, the character is very popular now in like Impact, MLW, and now AEW. Um, Pentagon, Pentagon Junior. This guy, he gets to a point in the season where he's just like, he is hell bent obsessed with torturing Vampiro, and Vampiro is just a commentator, and he's just like, he's calling him out. He's he keeps tempting him, and he's just like. Like, um, because it's just like so many, like, he's been through, like, there was, he goes through a big part of the season losing. And, like, at a certain point, he's just like, he's saying, I'm going to do this stuff for my master or whatever. And it's just like, he calls out Vampiro. And then they have this crazy hardcore match at Ultima Lucha. And you would think, okay, he's being healed. He called this guy out. And. Vampiro's already a veteran. His time has come and passed. And, and you think the the legend would have one more win in him. Vampiro puts the guy over. And then after the match, like, basically what happens is, like, they, they shake hands. They don't really shake hands, but he's just, like, he says to him, Vampiro says to him, now you're ready. And he reveals he was the master all along. So it was, like, it's a right of pa- It was a right of passage thing where it's like, yes, you created the eradication. Yes, I took over. But at the end of the day, I looked at it like, but did I pass the test? That's where I was looking at it from. Where it's like, yeah, at the end of the day, win, lose, or draw, 
M-Accuracy is over as fuck. M-Accuracy is one of the COH originals. He's a legend. If there was a Hall of Fame, he's a guaranteed going year one. But the, 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 the point is, it's like, if you lost, it doesn't hurt you. It, it, I mean, like, even if I win, I look good, but it could have elevated me to a different level of, like, this guy was serious. It's like saying this guy wasn't just being a joke, like, embracing this gimmick. He was being serious about, okay, this is a legit follower of Funarchy. And then what I wanted to do was afterwards, I was going to stop using that word. I was going to, like, I was going to, like, want to say stuff like Mars is Madness. And, like, Mars is Mayhem. Those were going to be my things. Like, I didn't want to be... I wanted to create my own identity outside of Funarchy. And I need that's why I needed the win, in my opinion. The other thing that I just don't like, and, I like, it kind of killed it for me, was, it's like, Travis booked you on the go-home show and made you... And you won a match to become a number one contender. So it's like... You go in, literally right before the major, the biggest pay-per-view of the year, you're guaranteed a title shot after it. Yeah. Like, it, that That to me was just like, it, it, even if you were going to have a title shot down the line, you should, it, it would have just made more sense to me if you earned it later than right before. Because to me, that's like... That's solidifying what I already knew, that, yeah, you aren't winning, this is happening, and um, this is a spoiler. Because I'm not going to kill his momentum of being a contender at Ultimate Glory. Right, but I think what you're, you're, you're mistaken is is that, okay, the, the, the number one contender thing, that wasn't my idea. That was that was Travis's. Right. I don't know why he, he threw that, I guess figure whatever that's that's a question for him but i think what you're forgetting is that mm-hmm. my character has always been based off of i don't care if i win or lose i only care about making you insane and as long as i drive you to that point, and that's what i like right but you, that is what i liked about the end you, you're you're yeah that's that's what i tried to tell you the ending makes more sense if you're losing because it's like okay even though you didn't win, you showed that hey, I'm still this this psychotic motherfucker that's gonna go fight to the very end. As opposed to, well, you just right. there's this old saying that sometimes you can get more over losing than you would winning. Like uh, the biggest mm-hmm. example that people brought up was uh, the first match. Technically, wasn't their first match, but. The first match that Brock Lesnar had when he first came back in 2012 with John Cena. If that match would have been exactly how it was, except that Brock won, then Cena would have gotten more over sympathetically as a babyface if he would have just kept trying to fight and fight and fight and fight and fight, but he still lost. People would respect him that he just would not give up. As opposed to, well, he gets yeah. this ass whooping and then he just takes one punch to Brock with the chain and then FU's him and then pins him one, two, three. It's the same thing here. It's well, like yeah, that was the that was the biggest regret about that about that year. I'll, I'll admit it because he was leading into facing the Rocket Mania again, and like had he lost, more people would have respected it 
that like, oh, like you're willing to take on any challenge after you just lost to The Rock, but then you lose to Brock Lesnar. It's like, dude, you you fought hard, but you're on a downward spiral. You know, like, I I don't know. Uh, but looking back, the right thing did happen, and I do understand the story that was being told and what could have happened because I willingly took the last shot. You know, I was I was laughing at you. I don't I didn't like that. I liked what you originally had planned of me doing the Bray Wyatt pose on my knees and just looking up and like being a sacrifice. I thought that would have been like perfect. And then and and then I get hit with the move. But I mean, it happened the way it happened. I I respect it. And I mean, like everything that happened from then on, I take full responsibility for because that killed everything else. Well, yeah. Um because that was actually your last match there, and when I was talking to Travis... No, that that might actually just be my my last match, period. I might never have a call match again. So you're not in any other call company at the moment? At the moment, I have talked with a few feds. I've talked with, like, Nate, and I told him if I came back to CWS, I don't want to wrestle. I want, like, a a manager role or something. Um, I last time I was over there doing a gimmick, I um, I, I I he I, I, I was really paying attention to storylines, and he made it a, a big deal that he made his company go public. So I was just like, okay, let me let me like recreate my character, and I became David Williams, and I was like, uh, I was similar to like JBL or something where it's like I'm into stock stuff, and um, I was going to be in a tag team, and, I, and like, I wanted us to be called public relations. And it was just like it was all about being a corporate stooge kind of guy who's just 100% about, okay, we're public now. This has to happen. There has to be a complete re-image of the, uh, of the company. I don't like the old, in out with the old, in with the new. And it was just, it, that's what I wanted. But then he he put me with Jay, and I just at the at, at that point in my life, I'm done with Jay. I do not. I don't talk to Jay Crack. I don't like talking about Jay Crack, and I just like, I didn't even. I felt bad because I didn't explain myself to Nate. I just quit. I quit CWS, and he got so mad at me. And. I mean, since then, we worked it out. We're cool again, but it's just like, at that point, I should explain, dude, don't book me with Jay. And I didn't explain that. I just, I was like, dude, I got to quit. And he was like, well, are you quitting call completely? I'm like, and this is where he got really mad. I was like, well, I, I put a, I put over a year of work into COH. And so I, was, so I basically told him, dude, I'm quitting your company, but I'm going to finish in COH. <laughs> and, and so he got mad. And um, I don't blame him. And that's just where it was because this was leading right into Ultimate Glory. And so I just, um, yeah, I've done different characters. I don't know what I'm going to do anymore. I don't know if I have it in me to cut promos anymore. If anything, I'll do voice work for um, my own stuff because it's like there has to be an authority figure. But I don't want, I don't feel it anymore. Like honestly, I, I I I don't feel the same in regards to knowing. It, it, it's just like, truth be told, dude, it, it, it's like going back to fucking high school, and it's like for me, high school was hell. Well, 
Why it, didn't it, you just it, tell him you didn't want to work with Nate? Or not Nate, I'm sorry. Um, why didn't you just tell him you didn't want to work with Jay? Um, I, I, honestly, I, like, I just, like, at the time, he was already, like, Jay was doing in CWS what you were doing with me in, um, leading up to Ultimate Glory. Like, you were just, like, trolling and just, like, completely bashing me on social media, on the group pages. But you were doing it just to be funny. You know, I understand Jay's Jay, and, like, sometimes he has his own sense of humor, and rather be in character or not, like, this is someone who, as a person, has called me a floor man. So, um, you know, I just, like, I, I'm at a point where if I disagree with you, or, like, if, 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 if I know, like, you're treating me a certain way, you're blocked. Like, I don't want to deal with you anymore. But why so it's like, do you it was think someone he not only you that did I just Um, I am not gonna, I'm not gonna get into, like, 100% my personal life and, like, my background and stuff prior to, like, call and shit, but it's just, like, I will say this, um, I've, I, I have had difficulties socially with people, and it's, like, when I first came into call and stuff, I didn't know what I was getting into, so there was a lot of people who I didn't know, and there was a lot of people who I was just, I was just there, you know, and it's just like, um, I wasn't someone who always wanted to pick a fight, and so, like, sometimes stuff would just happen, and sometimes I would just say stuff trying to get accepted. So I'll just leave it at that because it's like, uh, at a certain point, that happened, that type of stuff happened, and, like, there's just some people now where it's just like, I had to do that. I had to cut loose because it's like, whether it be they insulted me or they just like, there was a mutual form of like disrespect. And so I was just like, why are you wasting my time? Um, some people I just, I, I prefer not to talk to. And it's like, if it affects my call, like me doing call or whatever, then okay, fine. You know, um, like, that's another reason why I couldn't feud with Jay. I couldn't see any, like, at a certain point, I didn't want to see anything he wrote or posted or anything because it's like I blocked him. And that was by choice. That was, I get that. that but for it, me, it, that was helpful. It doesn't, it doesn't really answer the question, like, what what is it about Jay that treat, you feel he no, treats No, I know that. Way? I don't know. That's just what he did. Like you don't. You don't just, think. All right, but like, but you don't think you did anything to uh, precipitate that because let, let's 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 be blunt here. You have a reputation. Okay. You have a reputation amongst the car yes, community, and it's not. I, I can't really describe it, but it's not really that of positive vibes because you've had a reputation with a bunch of people, and some of the things that you have said. I can't verify because mm -hmm. it's mostly been stuff that they have seen on other forums that they didn't really show me. They just told me what you said. And I'll be fair on your mm -hmm. behalf. I thought that was completely unrelated to Cobb, but the one where. No, no, a lot of times stuff, a lot of times stuff that has been said uh, has been uncorrelated. Like, um, I'll admit, like, one time, and, and this is like. They could joke around about it, but it was true. Like, um, before I had a falling out with Nate, I used to be really close with him and his circle of friends. And, um, 
there was like it was it was just like a routine thing. Everybody would get on Skype like Saturday morning or whatever, and everybody would just talk. And I remember one Saturday, I was just completely depressed. And beside my bed, I really did have a, a, a bottle barefoot of a wine. And um, like I wasn't. I, I acted drunk when I when I got on Skype, but I wasn't a hundred percent drunk. But I was drinking, and um, like they're like like they caught me in the act, and I just admitted I was like, yeah, I'm uh, I'm not full, like I'm not drunk, you know. But it's just like that was more like the alcohol and stuff. That was my choice of like stuff that people don't know about, like why it was there. You know, there's a lot that has happened over the past few years that. I don't get into, I don't like to talk to people about because it's like, it's like seemingly in one way or another, anything can be turned and flipped against you. Uh, and that's why you have to pick what you, what you open up to about to certain people. So it's just like, I don't say certain things. There are some things that I have done and said, um, there's so much, I mean, I've been doing this for, I don't know how long, but 2011, I think is when I started like 11 or 12, and it's just like back then I just was just trying to get used to it. I was trying to get, I was trying to learn about it, but it's like I didn't know at the time there was this whole like group of people who like, like this is what they do. It wasn't just like caught. It was like, okay, these are also a group of friends who talk, mesh sometimes and just joke around and talk about everything and just have fun trolling people, <laughs> you know, it's just like, I like I wasn't used to that. I'm not saying I'm brand new to the internet. It's just like, that side of the internet, I, like, I, I normally would have stayed away from, and I didn't know it came with the territory. So, there are times I got caught saying stupid shit that was non-wrestling related, and then it, like, dragged into it, because it was like, oh, that's his personality. So, yeah, that, that answers that. Right, but going back, Back to it, what I was going to say before uh, you went on the, the the tirade there. One of the things that you did that was really stupid was the incident that, that you brought up to uh, Alex when he uploaded a photo of himself. Yeah, yeah, that was... That okay, was really, really bad. Yeah, that was, I will admit, I will accept that as a man, I will admit it, that was completely bad at the time. Um, that was a, that really wasn't active. I acted before I thought, you know, and I was being humorous. I didn't read the post. I just saw the pictures. You know, I just jumped right in. And I should have read the post. I should have, like, been like, oh, yeah, he is doing a, like, weight loss type thing. A compare, he's trying to do a before and after type thing. And... I should have, because, like, here's the thing. Alex is a really good guy. He's someone you can talk to. He's a great guy. And, you know, if he ever listens to this, I mean, I have apologized online to him, and he accepted it, and then he just said he was done with me. But, like, this is an audio. This is coming straight from me, dude, and I'm not, like, I'm not trying to kiss ass here. This is me being real. You know, all like like this happened what last year, you know, and like I'm I'm just saying this has nothing to do with Kaw. This is you as an individual, Alex. I apologize again. I will always apologize. You know, in regards to the situation, 
it's something I regret because you are a good person. Out of a lot of the people that I know through this community of call or whatever, you're one of the good ones, the legit good ones that I know. And I don't know if this ever will mean, like, we can be cool again and be friends. You know, you live where you live. I'm in California. So I, I highly doubt we'll ever meet. But if we did, you know, um, I would look you in the eye as a man. I would say, you know what, I that day I was completely immature. And, like, I should have been understanding and actually read before I jumped into it. Sometimes I do that. Well, we got some technical uh, difficulties over there because. No, I, I I muted myself for a second. Yes. Um, I I just I, I just simply it would have been a thing where I look him dead in the eye and I just say, you know what, I'm sorry, you know, and like take it for what it is. If you still won't be the way you are, where you're like, you know what, no, nah, man, I'm done with you. I've been done with you, and it's like I don't know why you're even saying this. Then I'll I'll just like it. I accept it like how I'm accepting it now. You know, it's like, dude, there are so many people done with me. And it's like they've been done with me before I was even let go from COH. And that's cool. That's their choice. I mean, Travis told me, basically, before I even got fired, not so many people want to work with you. And it's like a lot of people in COH I don't even know. Like, I don't even, I'm not friends with, I don't talk to. So that's how people see me. And so I'm just like, hey, you know, like I, it was a horrible thing. You know, I said he looked like Levi McIntyre. You know, I should have never said that. That's something I, that's something where at the time Alex was very sensitive about his weight, you know, and, you know, I've been, I've been called a lot worse. I've been said, I mean, people have told me a lot worse to my face, to my family's face, you know, um, you know what? Fuck it. I will tell a, I will tell a, a very true story, and people can take it for what it is. Um, so I used to live in L.A., and when I came from L.A., I, uh, me and my family moved to this like area that's very upper class. And like, imagine living in L.A. in like the hood, and like you've been around your cousins and stuff who are all ghetto and shit. So like, you start to be that way, and then you go to an upper class school and literally I was the odd person of the entire school nobody I seemingly always got in trouble I've got I got excluded from PE like like the teacher did not want me involved in PE and I did not know why this stuff was happening because I was a little kid and then years later my dad comes to me and he said you know one day I went to go pick you up from school and a kid came up to me and he said, "You're, and I'll use my real name. Like, uh, you're, you're, you're David's dad, aren't you?" And he's, he's like, "Yeah." And he said, "You know, nobody at this school likes your son." A, a kid, a kid had the nerve to say this to an adult. Yes. You know, so it's like I, I'm like I'm just saying. You know, I'm not trying to play victim here. I'm used to this shit. People do not like me. For some reason or another, people can easily find a reason not to like me. And at a certain point, you, that builds up, and you just got to embrace it. So it's like, I'm not saying Alex's case is a case of embracing it. That's the wrong case. But Alex, he, if he still doesn't like me, okay, fine. 
and I'll own up to the reason of why he may not like me. But I, like I said before, I apologize. Well, could it be that it, you tend to say things out of color? Because, I, like I said, there's a lot of things that you have said out of color from other people. I don't have the exact quotes. Because I, mm-hmm. here's how I view you. I don't view you as somebody who is malicious in his comments. But you do post stuff. And there have been times, especially the day you got fired, mm-hmm. when you posted something. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, I know when, that. when you told basically told Ryan Carroll to go kill himself, I was just like, like you, you ever see those? I, I said the same thing. Uh, yeah, I said this about you. I was just like, no, doing one of those. Like, no, you did not just do that because I knew the second you posted right. that, you were pretty much fucked at that point because mm-hmm. you had a history at yeah. that point, and now you're just adding more to it. I'm adding more to it right now. No, I meant at that time. Is that what you're saying? Oh yes, yes, yes. Um, that was a okay. Well, I did agree that nothing was off limits. So, um, all right. That was a very. I still can't believe this happened. Um, not that I regret it. I don't. You shouldn't live with regrets. But um, to simply. I was legit on hiatus from that group page for months. And to completely just like... Do you, do you remember how that started? Do you? I do remember how it started. I have my opinions. You know, you know. so it's just like... Um, literally, I, I disappear for months. I, leave, I literally make a post and I say... Um, what happened? Like, because like I wasn't watching the product. Uh, nothing. I wasn't. And we're having a little bit of technical difficulties on his end. Uh, actually, uh, we're doing this on Facebook Messenger. Oh, okay. Right. Sorry about that. Yeah. Um. All right. So yeah. So I just simply yes. What the heck happened to Battleground? Because it changed from the last time I saw it. I, I mean, like it was like months from when I saw it. Mm. And, um, like, literally, I think, like, someone else said one thing, and then, like, um, Ryan Carroll, he, he, he triggered me. He, he, he baited me, and I, I took the bait. And he was just like, it got better because you weren't there. And I'm just like, like, honestly, I'm like, dude, why the fuck are you? Like, you're not even on Battleground, you know? But we ended up going back and forth on broke character. And, like, he said one thing that, like, is a trigger for me that is beyond trigger. Like, like, I, and this is, like, what eventually was just, like, my thing where it's like, okay, this is already getting to a point. I was, like, even before I posted that, I was like, man, there ain't no going back from this. It's like if I either I take this and I just become a bite of a joke again, or I say some real some real fucked up shit, and it's like I normally don't say fucked up shit, and so I said what I said. Um, I was like I posted that because I I was legit angry. It's like I that is one person I don't even talk to 
like on a regular basis, I don't talk to Ryan Carroll. I don't talk to a circle of friends. I prior to that event, I made it clear that's someone I, I don't like waste my time on. The only thing I I don't stick made is, is like when I cut the rest of his friends, I should have blocked him too. That's the only thing, and it's like I didn't do that. And so if I have to regret anything, it's that. But prior to that, it's like yeah, I said. You know what? This dude should go kill himself. And it's like, I—that was complete anger. If it would have happened, then guess what? Everybody's mad at me. It's like, oh, David said that like he wished this kid was dead. But it's like, you know how many people wish people are dead every day? But man, it's like I'm not gonna sit here and be an asshole. But it's like, you know how many people are an asshole to me on a daily? Like, and I'm talking like when I was there, people gave zero fucks about me. And it's like. I, I like okay. Let me. Would you have even like like before any of that happened? If like before any drama, before anything with with Scott. With, I mean, not with Scott, with um, Alex. Anybody, man. Like if something would have happened to any of you guys, like you probably wouldn't. Uh, I mean, I'm not talking like someone who lives in your town, like Travis or or anybody like that. But if someone like like where I live or like Calvin or anything, someone who is like, oh, they're not an impact player. It's like if something happens to somebody for real, one, how are you going to find out about it? And two, like, is it something that really is going to affect you? No. So it's like I said it because it's like, dude, like it was either that or I was going to say like, yo, if I ever see you, I'm going to kick your ass. And it's like, that's something where it's more of a waste of time because it's like I've seen so many people go back and forth where it's like people have challenged to meet up and fight, you know, over the years. Uh, stuff with uh, Peter Gilmore. I remember there was a case in call where there was such a disagreement. Someone wanted to meet up and fight Peter Gilmore. And I thought that was completely stupid. But oh, oh, overall, overall, I admit it. You know, yeah, I told him to go kill himself, man. But it's like, truth is, that's someone I already hated his guts. And he's just like, he picked a fight with me. And it's like, normally, what I normally do, when people pick a fight with me, I just take it. I take it. And I'm just like, okay. And for once in my life, I was already frustrated with with not just that person, but the scenario whatsoever. It's like, okay. I already, like, for, like, the past two or three years, whenever there is a plan with COH or with call or whatever, nobody talks to me. Nobody says, okay, hey, what do you want to do? You know, it's like I have to put my neck out and be like, okay, uh, this, like, what do you have for me? I have, like, like, that sucks when I'm hearing, oh, like, an entire year is planned out for someone else. It's like, here and I get it. It's fucking call. We're not getting paid for it. It's not real wrestling, but it's just like when you put time and effort into something and you you want to invest in it and you want to see it pay off or something, you know, it's like nobody really told me anything. And then the one person who actually does that is you, you know. So I I appreciate you for doing that. But for the longest, so it's just like yo, man. I already I already know like nobody's gonna give two two fucks. I already lost ultimate glory. You know, it's like nobody's talking to me anyways. It's like. Anything that I suggest probably isn't going to happen. And so, like, I was kind of in zero fucks mode when that happened. 
Right, but that's, they're, they're that's defending yourself, that. and then they're saying, look, I, I have been known to say stuff when I'm hot-headed. Um, I've given Chris mm-hmm. the same exact uh, diatribe that I would give you. You were in that scenario. I, I, I'm i not going to give my opinion on that whole entire thing. I just want to talk about you at the mm-hmm. moment. You were yeah. definitely you definitely were wrong in that scenario. You definitely had no, no. I I, I know I was wrong. You, I admit that. And now, as far as a punishment, I mean, you were never punished, as far as I know, to any extent. I probably would have suspended you, but given the circumstances, I don't know because I don't run a cough head. Um, I will admit wholeheartedly, I'm a much more forgiving person than most people in the community. Um, a lot of, and, and, and I get criticized for that, for being very forgiving to people, but I am of the opinion that if somebody shows any sort of signs of regret for their actions, I believe, in my opinion, I would immediately forgive them if they were truly sorry for what they've done, because we do grow up, we do mature, some longer than others, but the fact is we all change, uh, years go by and we change. And yeah. in this no, no, no. That's, in that's this case, it's that's it's not just it's not just with personalities. It's with talent. This the the talent thing mm-hmm. is is definitely another thing. Like, all right, Alex is a perfect example. Alex, if anybody had seen Alex's early work as a excuse me as a promo, you would be pretty disgusted by what you see. You would think he would be on the lower tier talent at that time like the the people that you would say is awful like oh we we should get rid of this guy at all costs he's never going to get better it took alex a good uh six years before he can really find his footing um so yeah it it really people do change and and in this case scenario, I do feel that people can change, and and but then again, I have a different perception of you personally. Everybody else has a different no, one. No, no, no. That, yeah, that that's that's your perspective, and it's like here's the other thing. Here's the big difference between you and everybody else. But um, there is another Travis. thing that I have to agree with Travis on, and that is I do feel that at certain points you were a Nate Mark. I okay. <laughs> Um, Nate Mark, okay, um, alright, I will agree that, because uh, you gotta understand this, you gotta understand this is a big one for me, Nate was the first YWC guy that I followed, alright, when I first saw the first YWC video outside of, like, professional stuff, you know, he was the first guy I saw on YouTube, and I got behind him, he seemed cool, you know, it's like, so I I liked what I saw, and then when I like when I checked out his call work, I liked his commentary. I liked the style that he went about stuff, and then to find out when I went to COH that he was also a part of it. I didn't know when I first joined. Um, I, I I thought I was just going over to something brand new, and to know he was over there, but then to know that ain't it, it, it's not so much. Justin Nate Mark. It was like that story of the one bully nation and stuff. That's something that I've never really seen before in call or like to the degree of how it played out. Like that was something 
that was almost NWO-esque. And it's like, I, it, it, it was, it, it's appreciating storytelling at the most. Um, I agree. There are times like, like Nate is, I don't know, like, he just, he's Nate, you know? And it's just like, he, he can, he, he's, he's a good dude, but it's just like, sometimes it's just like, he, maybe he just likes to be entertained with humor and stuff like that. Of like he like he might ask like if if I got into a call with them he might ask me about my life or something and then he might ask about like relationship stuff and then he digs a little and like he might want to know like obscure things that I'd rather not talk about but it's like I'm not trying to put him in a point where it's like dude's a bad dude he's not a bad dude I'm a fan if like if I see your work I'm a fan of yours if I appreciate it if not then I'll, I'll call it out that like, this is why I don't appreciate your work. You know, um, perfect example, someone I, I just, I, I didn't like their work, uh, in regards to call. Um, David Rivera is a very nice person and I understand like, like why he speaks so light, but, um, I used to not like his promos. And then eventually I, I remember messaging him and I was just like, you know what you could really do is because of your promo style, um, you don't have to really raise your voice because I felt that's what Mark Kennedy kind of did off and on. He would he'd kind of do that Samoa Joe thing where he'd talk like this and then come back down like this. And I just, I, I, I told him because it's just like you're somebody who is very delicate with your words and your tone, you could kind of Jake Roberts it if you want but it's like that's just how i felt like if i don't like you in regards to what like your work i'll either criticize it or I'll give two two cents of improvement and like with nate i just have yet to find something that i didn't like you know travis he's a great commentator he's done awesome with coh uh the only thing i could say i've ever had a problem with travis is is like he has a circle he has a circle everybody who runs a Fed kind of has a circle of a clique that they protect. And <laughs> no offense, dude, but you're in that circle, Travis. Uh, and I, I know he has who to please people. Who is in, in the circle? To, uh, there are multiple circles, okay? But which, uh, what example, circle one. are you referring to me and Travis as a part of? Like, who's in this circle? Because I I, 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 I I like to call it personally the meetup circle because like anybody I feel like anybody who's had the ability to meet up with Travis um, for filming footage has been able to be successful. That's just my personal opinion. Okay, there are other circles and other feds, and I just like uh, YWF. All right, Marco, James, uh, Mocha Bain. Those were all guys who, like, they knew each other. They're real good friends. They're real people. And they were able to, like, that was just, like, they took care of their own. They took care of AM Punk. They t I mean, Amir. You know, people who are good with their people, in my opinion, it, it's click mentality. Click, took care of click in but WWF. Here's, know what I'm not, here's what I'm not getting. Goonie is not really a part of the click or whatever you want to call it. He does his really his own thing, and he was made champion for like 600 days. I know, and Goonie is the rarest exception of them all. Well, okay, hold up. Hold I have, how, about, how about Nate? Like a... Uh, I, I, well, let me, let me start with Goonie. Goonie is the rarest exception of them all. 
because he doesn't piss anybody off. He's the most mellow person. He he just gets along with everybody, and you know he puts in work. Nate, he's someone. He he's a name value person. You know if he was in the same boat as like before Ray Geddes came along to COH. There was Nate. Nate brought his CWS viewers over to COH. Okay, but that's th- why. <sighs> I'm just and Nate has his own circle, so it's like don't like no you can't I, I, like like you understand what I'm saying? I, I not really because you're you're okay. Hold on, Nate is got his own circle, but we're talking about Travis having a circle, and he has a circle of people, mm-hmm. and the circle of people that you say he's surrounded by is people that he films with and are close by. Nate, even though yeah. he is close by, because apparently Nate lives in Jersey, I forget what part. No, of no, I. But Nate has never Nate has never filmed a live pro- a live promo or a well, vignette. With, not with in a long time. He has shot live promos. I know his first COH promo was him in front of the camera. But no, so, no, but you understand what I'm saying. There's a difference between cutting a live promo. I've done it versus cutting a live promo interacting with other stars. The people who have been able to pull that off have been successful, are right, almost but, untouched. But like, okay, another one, Ray Geddes. He doesn't go into meetings or 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 uh, right. promos with other people. He tends to just mm-hmm. do his own thing. And but he has a name. Yeah, he, he, he's in the same boat as Nate. But Nate he's not and, a and Ray have a name. But he's not in a clique. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. What I'm saying is. I'm not saying every person who has been successful in COH is a part of that clique. I am saying that there are people who ha- that are successful be- within a clique. There is a difference all right, between all right. being in that clique. There's a difference between that and there's a different people who have gotten over outside of the clique. Goonie got over because he uh, because he's he's a good person. He doesn't cause drama and people can get along with him and he just does the work. All right, so he's, now he's my, a workhorse. So now my question to you is who is a part of this clique? Okay, I would agree that to this, to, to my perception, uh, Travis's click has to be you, Alex. At some point, I think it was uh, Zane uh, or Stuart, um, and for a while, I, I, I like I know you you personally have uh, have had your own things, but like. Um, What's his name? Uh, the guy who was Canyon Phoenix. Um, oh, guy. Adam. Yeah, Adam. You guys have have been able to meet up and and do your own things and plan your own things out and stuff like that, which is cool. That's a benefit of living where you live. Okay, all you guys live close to each other, and you guys you guys have all worked it out, you know. And cool. That's just how it is. I'm not saying. I'm just saying from my perspective. Because of stuff like that, you guys have been able to like, like those are people that I've been over. Everybody I've I've listed has been world champion. No, Zane was never world champion. But he was over as fuck. He might as well have been. He could have been, but he he screwed that up because well, I shouldn't say he screwed that up. That's 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 being extreme. He is the he, most. He's okay. Uh, he's the he, most well known internet champion. He was. Investing his time in other endeavors that obviously yeah yeah being an, but, an actual pro wrestling announcer but 
right? When you look at Adam, let's just say, Adam didn't win the uh, world title until recently, and because it right. was because he kept slacking. Um, Alex hasn't really done much of anything of merit since uh, Ultimate mm-hmm. Glory 4. And right. to be quite frank, I can't even remember the last time in person that Alex and Travis were together. In fact, I think the last time was the last time that WrestleMania was here in New York. I'm not saying that all this happens, like, at once, okay? I'm just saying that, like, it, this happens, this does happen often in call. You know, if, if when my, when my Fed comes up, you know, and it's, like, the only difference between how I'm going to do it and other people is it's, like, I'm not going to constantly, it's not going to be, about, I'm doing script base. You know, I, it's, like, I have a whole season planned out. Uh, oh. I'm just going to request it. Let me, yes. let me ask you this. You, you mentioned yes. successful people. Click. Scott Adams. Yes. What about him? Where, where does he fit? Um, I I kind of put him in the same boat as, as a Goonie. He's someone who, like, anybody could get along with. I know I've had, um, I've argued with Scott Adams uh, in the group page before. But for the most part, he's, he's someone who gets along with everybody. Plus, he does put in work in regards to logos and stuff. So he's a, he's a contributor. Okay. And I think uh, I think for him, it was more so he put the work in and he got his gold watch. And, you know, it's like that. That's how that's the business terms. Uh, all right. And what about Mason Chronic? Um, the truth truth be told, I I didn't know a lot about Mason Chronic until he came to COH. You know, he I, is the champion. And it's like, no, I know he is. It's just like I didn't like I don't like I don't sit here and watch Fed after Fed. I don't watch everybody's Fed. It's just like I was watching COH and then just like he got this rocket push when he when he came. And um, I don't I like the current champions. I don't know who's what. I really don't know who's what because I, don't, I stopped watching it. Well, OK, you weren't you didn't stop watching at Ultimate Glory. You saw what happened at Ultimate Glory. Nitro won the battle. I stopped watching it. I stopped watching it Ultimate Glory. Then I saw the draft. I did sit through the draft and I got fired. Yeah. And and Nitro, he's another one that won the world title. I wouldn't say I he... I am okay, that's the one person I'm so happy for. Right. He deserved but, it. Okay, let me let me explain to you why I'm confused by by your your reference because if what you said was 100% accurate, then mm-hmm. only myself, Zane, and Alex would be the mm-hmm. ones getting all the different opportunities. Two of those guys... Oh, well, hold on. Two of those guys are in hiatus. Yes. And the rest of the names that I just mentioned are not in Travis's uh, circle of being able to go up to him and film promos. In fact, I would disclude Alex from that because, again, it's been six years since Alex and Travis had no, seen no, each other no, face I, to um, face. Okay, I I understand what you're doing and like you're you're like trying to defend it in regard. And I'm, I'm not. Saying I'm trying that, to understand what you're saying. Is okay. What I am saying. What I'm saying is that there are clicks in call, but it doesn't instantly and like to a degree. Like they, these are cliques that like to work together, and sometimes that does result in success. However, I'm not saying that just because you're in a clique, it instantly means there's a consistency of that person's the top guy. I, that person. Look, if, if you want to, if you want to include me in the clique or whatever this thing is, 
I'm not going to take offense to that. No, when no, I, no. I, I'm I, just. I'm. I'm saying clicks in general. I, this isn't just, right. But this what, isn't just Travis what I'm saying to you is that you're saying that this this click is the one that's going to get all the success, and the names that you brought up. No. We're not consistent with the overall COH tenure of people who have been pushed. I mean, yes, all three of us have gotten pushed to some degree. Excuse me. To some degree. I would agree mm-hmm. that I've gotten the benefit of the doubt in that scenario because I would say, I'm not to my own horn, but I would say that out of all the names that you mentioned, I have done more for Travis for his company than the rest of those guys you just mentioned. You're the uh, consistency. With you're, the consistency. You're the one who's always been there. Right. Yeah. With the consistency. You're the one who's always been there. Now, if you had thrown in all those names that I had mentioned, mm-hmm. it would be a different story. I could, I, I, I probably would still not, uh, I would still try to ask you to explain yourself, but at least there's some consistency with what you were trying to say. But to say that... No, Travis, okay, let's, let's, okay, let me... Let me try to reword this to make it more understandable. Okay. Okay. So, plain and simple, people in call can get over if they work hard, if they're likable overall with all people, or if they already have name value. Those are the, the proof is in the pudding, the list is there in regards to champions whatsoever. However, rather it be COH, CWS, YWF, Whatever there are feds where people are are, are, are close friends with the person running it, mm-hmm. and and I'm just simply saying from an obs- observing point of view, it just kind of looks like there has never been. I mean, like I'm not saying that it's always okay. Like this one click has to always be on top, unless that click is going to be a faction, you know. But I, I what I'm saying is is that like. It seems like, okay, because certain people can work together, uh, they can meet up, they can do this and that, they can film. Um, it, like, it, in my opinion, like, that's kind of a way. Uh, this is, and you got to remember, this is just me. People are going to believe what they want to believe. They can think I'm just spitting shit and complaining and bitching. But I just believe, okay, if you can meet up and cut some stuff with Travis. Travis is working towards bettering you instantly. Like, by default, like, like cutting a, cutting a promo and filming with Travis, that's an instant, like, like you're in a good spot, no, like, like, by affiliation, by doing something like that. And, and so, like, people like Adam and you, or Alex, and I, I mean, these are names I'm not listing as, okay, all together at one time. I'm saying overall, you know, and it's like, it's cool. If you guys are just, uh, end of the day, outside of call, best friends, cool. And I'm not going to judge on that. But it's just like, it does come off like, for me at least, here we are. we got all these people in call. They, end of the day, everybody wants to be successful. That's that's the thing. And it's like, here we are, end of the day, every, uh, for the most part, everybody's doing things want, uh, for themselves. Everybody is working there like they have to do their own thing they have to figure out okay how in what way do i cut a promo and what way do i do this and that and it's like the people in the these clicks that i'm listing they're like they're helping each other out 
and it's like it's working out for them. Everybody I've listed isn't just someone who's been a champion. They they're they've grown and become very successful at what they do. You cut great promos. Alex cuts great promos when he has when he does show up. Stewart has you know um, Travis in affiliation like as the owner or whatever. He's cut good promos. You know, and it's like it's not so much a bad thing. It's just something that I've observed. You know, so it's like I'm not gonna. That's just one thing I just feel does happen in call. You know, if like if I'm not gonna just sit here and say, oh, Travis is a bad dude or whatever. Man, Nate does the same thing. You can't say Nate without Vaughn. Okay, like I can't. Like for the most part, I've I, I can't even remember the last time I've gotten on Skype with Nate without Vaughn being on. But that's like his best friend. And in CWS, that's one of his guys, Vaughn Hollywood. Uh, you go you, if you go on YWF when Marco does it, Chronix is there. You know, that's his best friend. And it's just like, that's something that's going to happen. There are these circles. You know, um, if if I, when when my Fed comes out, dude, like, I, I told you some of the booking I plan on doing. And it's like, you're, you're one person I really want to work with and, uh, I mean, be someone good. And I want you to, uh, like, spoiler alert for anybody who actually takes the time to watch when he comes out. Once you work on against Marco. Marco Rose, and, um, and, and and stuff like that. So it's just like these are things that you just observe. So if people like there are clicks. That's all. That was the point of me bringing it up. There are clicks. I it all right. I, 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 yeah. I'll let I'll let you go with the the idea. There may be clicks, but I can't speak for Nate. I don't go into Skype calls with Nate. Or whatever he's doing these days, so I don't know no. who's a part of his "quote unquote" clique. What I'm just getting at, or I'll end it on this note because I think you've mm-hmm. tried to make your point clear. If yes. let's just say, let's just say I was still under the guise of improving. Mm-hmm. Let's just say I wasn't good yet, but I'm uh, I'm trying to improve. And mm-hmm. I'm still able to go and visit Travis and do these video promos and all this stuff that, you, that you're yes. talking about. Do you think that mm-hmm. Travis would have made me the world champion or pushed me as hard as I did if I was just okay? Um, knowing Travis and depending on your likability as an individual, because like even even you as a person has to come into effect. So it's like if you're a good person... You know, if you're not, if you don't step on toes, if you don't really piss people off, if, and like Travis has to come from the perspective of, okay, does everybody in the group page find this person okay? You know, like the reason I've never gotten where I've gotten, it's not just because of promo skills or whatever, it's because people don't like me. People don't want to see me in that spot of world champion. They would flip their shit. And that could mean less views. Not that that means money or anything. I'm I'm just saying. Um, so for someone like you, you're a good person. You get along with everybody, probably. So you would think that he would push me, even if I was just an okay promo or not that good. If you were if, uh, an okay promo or someone who's growing. Both. Okay, if you're growing. I could see the improvement starting to come. Like he might, he, he might test the waters and put you in a feud with one of his top guys. All right, let's just say I'm okay. Full stop. Okay. Full stop. Do you think he he would push me? 
probably as far as the internet title. Maybe in a Money in the Bank match, but you're not winning. And if that's how he viewed me, if he just viewed me as okay, then that's his that that's his view. You know, and I'm not like this isn't me saying stuff out of spite. That's just what I was told that like he never saw me in that view and okay. You know. Alright, so we got one more thing to talk about before we call it because we've pretty much gone over a lot of stuff is you just mentioned it during your during our little back and forth was your new cough head. Uh, mm-hmm. what what's the story on that? Uh, and when does it when do you plan to pull it into put it into gear? Okay. Um all right, so uh, after I got fired, I <laughs> man, this is uh, talk about full circle, talking about Jeff Jarrett. Um, after I got fired, Slap then nuts. basically, huh? Slap nuts. Yes. Uh, after I got fired and I basically blackballed. Originally, I was just gonna think about like, let me just like get over this, you know. Let me like not do this anymore. Completely, be done. You know, I don't want to affiliate with it anymore. Ironically, people still would message me about call. People would still, like, tell me what's going on. Even Guerrero would, uh, Calvin would. They would constantly tell me about COH. And it's like, like, they know what happened to me, but they would talk to me. And I'm just like, I, like, I, truth is, when I left and I got fired, Prior to that, I wasn't feeling it anymore uh, in regards to... It's like I had to eventually come to terms as like, if I'm going to do this, I, I need to do it in a different way. And one thing I've always wanted to try to do was I wanted to do like a YouTube channel or something, and I just never did it yet. And so like I came up with the idea, and I think, and I started to like research what I had to do. And so I just eventually got to a point where I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And um, instead of, like, at first I would ask people if anybody wanted to join what I'm going to do. And a lot of people said no because of what happened. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do what a lot of old people would do. I'm going to just create randoms and, uh, and have a few people who people do know and work at it from there. And um, I wanted to stand out. And I talked to you about FirePro, and you said that'd be very difficult to do. So I bought FirePro, and I haven't even been able to play it yet. My PlayStation's been dead for like eight months. So um, I have to get it fixed. And um, there's just been some personal things in my life over the past eight months since I've been fired that um, I've had to deal with. And so it's been on hold, but at the same time, like, I have a book. I basically have written out and planned out an entire season of just 10 episodes. I'm going to work on that. I'm probably going to have to ask more questions in regards to, like, uh, filming and stuff like that, and, like, maybe editing type stuff. But for the most part, I know what I want to do, and the direction of it is just basically it's uh, being able to do my own thing but work with people. Yeah, so just giving everybody the heads up, as I made it implorable, call mm-hmm. feds are very hard to do, and they're very hard to do if you're going to try and use a game like Fire Pro as somebody who's played Fire Pro since 2007. Fire Pro is it's a simulation timing-based game, 
So you're definitely going to want to have two controllers, but by the same token, yeah. it's one of those games that it's very precise. You have to aim properly or else drop kicks are going to be missed. Uh, high flying yeah, I, and stuff well, like I that. thought about it, and it's like, for the most part, Fire Pro is going to be my rare occasion match, because it's like, they do have like extreme death matches and stuff, and for the most part, I'll probably use the, the latest installment of a 2K or something, so I'll probably use 19, and then 20 when it comes out. Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, if, if anybody wants to try Fire Pro, I mean, you can... I just personally yeah. would not recommend it. I I, I did at one. I, I shouldn't say I re- did a car fed. I did an e fed using fire. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 doing an e fed is much easier because an e fed, I just had to do the match. That was it. Everything else, as far as like promos or anything like that, I could just type it out in the post that I was making. Yeah. So, yeah. That's no, not, but that, that, that's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, it's like I um. I have it pretty much written out. I have names, you know. I, I I'm, I'm thankful someone like you and Scott and Steve, you know, Chronic. Uh, I mean, Mason Chronic, uh, Marco Rose, uh, James A.K. Chronics, all are guys who want to be a part of it. And um, there is another name who isn't a part of it, but I'm not going to. I'll, I'll keep that. I, I, I got a name or two that's a little bit of a surprise when it comes out, but it's like, it's going to take a while, and it's like, this isn't something where it's like I'm trying to compete and become the next COH or something. This is something I'm doing for fun, and I think I think that's the whole thing right there. Once you start doing it for fun, that's where the passion comes in versus, like, doing something regularly, and then you lose passion, and then you just don't want to do it anymore. So it's like, for me, it was just about finding fun. Well, yeah, um... I wish you luck on that because again, Thank you. you've got you've got a lot on your plate, and uh, hopefully uh, it'll be as fun as when you and Justin Collins were in uh, ACW. Which, by the way, I think just yeah, you mentioned earlier Justin was trying to run a cough at it and all that. He is back on Facebook. If you if you reach out to him, he might do your show. My maybe. show, yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. I haven't seen him post anything recently, but that's just from my end. So. Um, and I got a couple of guests, well, I have another guest lined up for tomorrow to record and then Saturday, if everything goes according to plan. Right. But, um, yeah, so, uh, I really don't know if there's anything else you would like to discuss, feel free, because... Um, I'll just shoot this out here. Um, this is not hate, and this is not, um, I'm not going to bash this person. Matter of fact, I'll, I'll give him credit. Um, Sean Walsh. Sean Walsh once said, I like your work and call, but I don't like you as a person. And the moment he said that, I blocked him because it's like, why are you wasting your time? The reason I bring his name up is um, in regards to call, he has been consistent. He is nonstop with the work he does with uh, AWF and Call All Stars. And I can't stop giving – I will give him credit for that. So it's like no matter if you like me or not, I'll be a man and I'll openly admit how much I respect and acknowledge the fact that you constantly – what is it? Like how, how many years has he been doing, has he been doing Call of the Stars now? Like uh, the, next, the next one is 11, so. Yeah, so it's like 11 years consecutively. It's like I, I got to respect that. It's like – 
love him or hate him, I'll respect that. And so I, I just want to make that clear. You know, I haven't talked to him in I don't know how many years, but I will at least say that. So it's out there that David Bentz respects what Sean Walsh does. He doesn't have to like him. Plain and simple. I just wanted to be, get that out there. Okay, fair enough. Uh, that's pretty much all we have to cover. We covered some cause stuff. We covered our stuff, the eradication stuff. We covered mm-hmm. YWF. Yeah. We recovered ACW. We re- we covered your controversial stance in the community. So, other than that, um, Daniel or uh, David, I think of you as Daniel Mars. Yeah. So sorry about that. Um, thank you. Fair enough. Joining I mean, me to you all always, Daniel Mars. Okay, no problem. So, uh, thank you for joining me on CAP episode three. And uh, this has definitely been an interesting episode, to say the least. And uh, like I said, thank you for having me. And everybody, enjoy yourselves. And, uh, yeah, uh, don't kill anybody. It's never a good thing. It's not not fun. Yeah.